Hello, everyone, and welcome to Breakout, an escapist conversation show about all things games, movies, TV, and the life that happens in between them. Uh, this is episode number 20. My name is Marty Sleva, and as always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Nick Calandra and Casey Bosu. What's up, fellas? Hello. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. Did, did everyone enjoy that timer beforehand? Uh, there was supposed to be a <laughs> yeah. timer there. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Yeah, Nick, Nick was so proud of like he spruced everything up, and then nothing was spruced. <laughs> yeah, so spruced up for next time, I guess. Oh, there you That's go. Time for you. Perfect, perfect. Uh, yeah, thank you guys uh, so much for joining us. Uh, as you can see here, uh, uh, the big topic this week is going to be Halo Infinite. Um, Casey and Nick both had a chance to finish the campaign. Uh, Nick's full three MR will be up here tomorrow. 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 Okay. Perfect. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to have that discussion. Uh, it'll be a bulk of the episode, but uh, we're going to have a, a, a non-spoiler discussion and then uh, go into spoiler stuff. So if you, you know, we'll talk sort of about the gameplay and our general feel of the game. And then uh, uh, the two of them will dig into some nitty gritty, you know, story stuff. But we'll give you guys a spoiler warning before we go into that. Um, yeah, but first we'll talk about some non-Halo stuff. Because you know what? There's other there's other video games and, and movies and stuff out there, right? There are. Yeah, there's West Side Story. <laughs> oh, Oh, there I, I, was. Didn't, I didn't see West Side Story, and apparently no one did because it didn't make any money. So poor, poor Stevie Spielberg. Stevie what? They, they Stevie Spielberg. He's a Stevie director. Spielberg. He, did, he did the shark movie and Indian Jones. Oh, Indian Jones. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea that was a thing. So what's going on with marketing? A lot of these old guard directors just, I guess they don't put any money into marketing anymore they think that the name will sell it and like no, the problem must is, have forgot that this is the internet age the problem is no one asked steven spielberg what his opinion on the mcu was oh god because that's how we would have found out what was going on this is true give me <laughs> give me another 75 year old man complaining about superheroes spielberg would never no i mean he's he's he made like hook he doesn't he need was, to he, he made ready player MCU one that's true. He made Ready Player One, which is the yeah. He's the worst. he's hip. He knows he knows what the kids are into. He has people on staff who, who keep up with the kids. Uh, yeah, but welcome. This is one of our one of our last shows of the year. We'll probably do another one next week, um, we and I don't know if we'll do one in in the the week between Christmas and New Year's. That's kind of a, we a week in flux on the site. But oh, we won't. Wow, we'll we do. Just, we will do game of the year next, here first next week. We'll do what? We'll do our game of the year cast next week. Ooh, what do you think's gonna win? I don't. I, I don't know if there's like actual awards. I think it's most of us just saying like what our favorite things are. <laughs> I will tip my beer. But the one who says it the loudest, whatever wins, that game will win. You're gonna tip your beer? Are you drinking a beer at nine a.m.? I wish are I you was. That worried about inclement weather? I I probably should drink a beer. It might be my last day alive again today. Your last day alive again? Again? Yeah, again. <laughs> Can we yeah. talk about this? Remember, Ooh, like, like half, death the, day to half Nick? the time I streamed this summer, <laughs> I was getting like ravaged by storms. <laughs> yeah, well, KC was there for the split gate one where we thought I was gonna die, and also the oh, yeah, I remember also that. the like, all the lights went out or also something. Also the prime matter, the yeah, also the prime matter stream where <laughs> storms were ravaging me. Yeah, there were a lot of there were a lot of streams where it just got like really like dark, oppressively <laughs> yeah. dark halfway through, yeah. and it's like, is this good? This yeah. doesn't seem good. Yeah. Uh, before we get started, to, uh, get too far into this chat, do yeah. you, we should have all the audio issues sorted out because we are on the new OBS. So if it Ooh. sounds good, do let us know. If it doesn't, let me know, and I'll adjust some more. Have you uh, downloaded? It's a free service. ODBS. It's the old dirty bastards software system. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's how we got all the staff on the Escapist. 
Yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> a bunch of old dirty bastards. Uh, yeah, let's before we talk about Halo, uh, we can talk about some other things we've been playing and watching. Uh, I want to talk about something. I think technically I might be breaking embargo because the embargo is up in like forty five minutes, but it's fine because by the time this is a VOD, the embargo is up. They'll never find this. They'll never find it. Uh, uh, I got to uh, play uh, a, a small like fifteen minute chunk of Sifu, which is uh, it was uh, announced earlier this year. It's that really cool looking. Uh, uh, sort of beat 'em up uh, kung fu game inspired by like Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee movies. It's uh, by Slow Clap, the developers who did Absolver a few years ago, which was like a multiplayer martial arts action RPG. Um, uh, this game is really cool, though. The uh, the aesthetic is really neat. It has this like sort of like painterly like watercolor vibe to it, which kind of it, it it surprisingly gels well with the brutality of the combat. Um, the combat itself feels like an almost like a modernization of like the, the arcade beat em ups of the nineties. So like the final fight or streets of rage, but just like taken to the umpteenth level. Um, and sort of the cool hook on the game is that every time you die, you lose all your health. Uh, your character has this like magic pendant and it didn't really go into the story. So I'm not sure like how they came about this, but you're able to come back to life at the cost of aging. And so you start each level, I think at like the age of 20 or Mm -hmm. 21 and uh, every time you die, you gain uh, age like precipitously. So at first mm. you jump one year and if you die again, you jump two years and then three years. And so it like, starts like ramping up. And when you hit your 30s, like you get a beard and your ability to uh, dish out damage goes up, but your health goes down as well. And That's I'm like, oh, my God, it's like actually like your 30s. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and but then, like, be, no, you're right. When I got when I turned 30, my ability to dish out damage <laughs> through the roof. But then everything's sore. <laughs> but everything's sore, and he got a beard, so it was great. Um, I did grow a beard then, at 30. There you go. And then, yeah, and it goes the same way. And like by the end of the level, like if you keep dying enough, you could be like in your 70s, and you're like an old, like a like a sort of an old what you think of as like a martial arts master, like, like Pai Mei and, in, in uh, Kill Bill. Uh, right. But yeah. The game's really cool. It has a really good sense of style. Really? The, the combat is, uh, it, it's a little dense to wrap your head around. Like I was getting the, the crap kicked out of me my first time that through, but I replayed the demo a couple times and, and, uh, really kind of got a hang for it. So yeah, I'm excited to, to play more of this. And this is, uh, yeah, it's coming out in uh, early February, I believe February 12th. So it's one of the early big games of next year. So, yeah, check that out. I'll have my my full written impression. It should be up right after this goes live. So there you go. Yeah, Fargo that's good. It, yeah, there's also there's also an indie game that had a very similar setup. Uh, it, it, I think it had like a top down view. Okay. And I cannot remember the name oh, of it, yeah, but it's, it, not it's out yet. pretty much the same. Yeah, like that's not out yet either. It's like uh, Midnight Express or something like that. Interesting. Midnight. Oh, I wish I could remember the name. The same idea where like every time you die, you age. Yeah, midnight, well, no, not that, but midnight but like kind of like the freeform combat thing, mm, like it, that, like, right. it, like like just really intricate combat. Well, what did you say it was called? Midnight Fight Express. Midnight Fight Express. Damn, this yeah. sounds like a train. Oh, and I'll put the I'll put the name seafood. I'm writing it in chat just because uh, I understand it sounded like seafood when I said it, <laughs> and this is not chat, seafood. Just just but uh, yeah, seafood. It's coming to PC and the 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 play the PlayStation's the plays station. I don't know how you pluralize PlayStations, but. PlayStation, PlayStation. Yeah, and then uh, the the other thing I've been man last night I I on a whim I, I finally started Arcane and I I burned through three episodes and hot damn Arcane is good. 
It's good. Yeah, and that's coming from someone it starts who starts off strong. Yeah, just keeps there. going. Yeah, man, and I think League of Legends is for dummies, but man, that 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 anime <laughs> is. I guess we're gonna call it anime. Whatever it is, that show is extremely good. You do not need to care about uh, about League of Legends, and just the world building right off the bat is absolutely fantastic. Like incredible animation. Um, uh, Imagine Dragons at the start of every episode, but <laughs> I, you can skip that. It's not, also like not, not the like worst that. thing. <laughs> I did not. Yeah, like it's that. not. Yeah, also that's like the perfect. It's fine. Like, yeah, the song is. If you didn't know who Imagine Dragons was, I don't think you would hate the song yeah. at all. It's fine. No, it just no. felt really out of place. <laughs> it does kind of feel out. Of, it is weird that they have like modern songs. Yeah, yeah. And I know obviously there's a Sting song at some point because that was the why Sting was at the Game Awards. Um, but yeah, everyone who said uh, Arcane is good and you don't need to like League of Legends, uh, you were correct. Arcane is good and you don't need to like League of Legends. So yeah, I'm curious to see Probably what they helps. do. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it does. I'm actually like <laughs> curious when I finish this to watch like a YouTube video where it's like, this character is this hero in the game, and this character is this champion. I don't know what they're called in League of Legends. One of them, champions, I think. Oh, legends, probably. Yeah, legends. <laughs> it's right in the title. There's a whole league of them. Damn it, <laughs> Snopes again. I got Snopes again. That wasn't Snopes. I just didn't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that was my that was my viewing. Casey, you 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 dabble in anything? Uh, yeah, I recently finished uh, the the current season or the new season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure that just dropped on Netflix. Um, this one follows the first uh, lady JoJo, Jolene. She's Jotaro Kujo's daughter. If everything I'm saying sounds like nonsense, it's fine. <laughs> because JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is a very nonsensical show. Like, they do it on purpose. But, like, it's it's so great. This, this whole The whole... Um, season, yeah, I know it's not finished, Shawshank, uh, but they, they they give you like the first part, I guess, uh, on in that string of like what, like eight or nine episodes on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is set in a prison, a women's prison. Well, actually, it's a male and women's prison. Like the the, the places are like separated by like a courtyard or something. I don't know if prisons work like that, but it's also set in Florida, which is a first. It's set in Florida. For that series, yeah. Jo- Florida, I didn't realize JoJo was set on Earth, let alone Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That is the whole of Bizarre Adventures. It, it is really wild. Like, I, I can't even begin to describe why this show, like, hits the way it does. Mm-hmm. But, like, it just fully embraces how absurd its characters are, like, the, it, their characters' power sets and stuff. Like, if you don't know, each uh, special character has what they call a stand. And it's basically like a ghost that hangs out behind. But you've played Persona, right? I have personas are literally stands like it's kind of the exact same idea. It's connected to like their spirit, their soul or whatever. Oh, hell yeah. And like they have unique powers and then they fight each other with those stands, but also with their brains because you got to use your stands abilities and then like physics and just, you know, uh, trivia to kind of one up your opponent like trivia, like fun like, like stuff. Stuff that you don't think would help you in a situation, characters will come up with and be like, oh, because I know this thing about, you know, the sprinkler system, like when it reaches a certain degrees, it'll go off the distance. Like they use everything they possibly can to like get an edge on their opponent. So like fights are always like if someone has like this power that seems completely unbeatable, like a character who has like a very underpowered skill, as long as they're smart with it, they can kind of get out of any situation. And like that just makes every encounter like super interesting. And even though no it's ridiculous, it's still it's super interesting. Yeah, yeah. So like, it was a good time. Um, I I want to see more of it because they they kind of stopped like on a big cliffhanger at the so end of the they, season. They like cut the season in half or something. 
I think so. I don't know how many seasons they'll do that do for that story, but gotcha. all the previous ones, I think they all got like a like a full set of episodes. But I think this is the first one that's on Netflix as a Netflix exclusive. Gotcha. I think they were like elsewhere before, and Netflix yeah. has probably just bought the rights to like make all the new JoJo stuff. So that's they're probably they'll probably try to pad it out. Is all I the guess. old JoJo stuff also on Netflix? If I want to start from the yes, beginning? it's all on there now. Yeah, you can start from the very beginning. Um, I I can't believe this one takes place in Florida. I think that's wild. That's got to be the first anime. <laughs> well, to ever at one to point, it's in New York, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen an anime set in Florida. No, no, it was just weird. But it's a Florida yeah. prison, so you don't really get to see much much of the state. <laughs> that's fine. Or maybe you do. Maybe yeah, maybe, maybe, you do. maybe that's everything you need to know about Florida. Is in the prison system, so who knows? Apologies to uh, any of our what listeners or watchers from Florida. We love you all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick, you you is uh, have you had anything but Halo in your life? Uh, yeah, actually, I, I finished up Foundation. I was you know a little nice. lukewarm on it last time we did Breakout two weeks ago, uh, but I went back and finished it. And uh, Casey was absolutely right. After Episode three, the plot takes on its own. You get through all the exposition, and then it kind of it uh, scales things down just a little bit and gets more focused. And then it gets really really good. Uh, I still have my problems with it. I think like some of the character like. It's still kind of hard to follow, like all this time movement. Like it goes from, and and that's kind of going to be part of the show as we go. Is that it's like spanning thousands of years, so you have to keep track of like who's who and where yeah, they are. Yeah, it's a real big picture story. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially with like the the uh, the cloned uh, Cleons. Like it's you got to keep track of yes. like which one is which that age and dynasty stuff. Yeah, because yeah. like, <laughs> as soon as they did the first time jump, and I was like, whoa, wait. Kids now, or uh, dawn is now day, and day is now dusk, and dusk and is day dying. Is now dusk. And dusk is getting dusk is brother darkness. The, the nether. Yeah, <laughs> brother <laughs> darkness. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why they would just call them like evening or like just go to bed. Night. These are men. Night. These are people with the names dawn and dusk. Yes. Yeah, I thought dawn, you said a time. You were no, like they, a time they, jump, and dawn they, became dusk, and I was like, "That's just like they later did. in the day. That's they not did. that big of a time yeah, jump." They, they, just, each Cleon has like a code name. That's what happens. His brother, brother dawn, brother, brother uh, day, and day, brother dusk, and then brother dusk. Yeah, based darkness. on their ages, the youngest one and is the, the earliest of the yep. the day cycle. And as the show progresses. Uh, through the years then they age with the show and so they keep like cycling through the cast of the same character it's really hard to understand you just gotta watch it but it's really really good yeah Yeah. because since they're clones like you this kid will grow up to look like the middle-aged one and then the middle-aged one will grow up to look like the older one because they're clones and and but they all look the same and act the same and everything it's it's fun it's it's a fun concept for a show uh, and that's just one of the storylines. I'm not. I'm not huge on Gail's storyline. She just kind of whines and complains like a lot. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> it's because she's I tired. Feel like of, they're saving Gail. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're saving Gail for something important. Like yeah. they keep kind of shifting her through time. So like yeah. she's here for a little bit, and then they take her out of the timeline. Yeah. And then like she pops back in later. So. And the only Gale. yeah the only other part that was hard for me to like kind of grasp not not grasp I don't even know what the right word for it is like. Uh, almost held out of place is what they do with uh, uh, what's the what's the scientist guy's name? Uh, fuck. Oh, uh, Harry Selden. H- Harry Selden. Yeah, him like transferring his consciousness was a little bit much for me. But then it's like, okay, it's sci-fi fantasy, whatever. Get over it. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways, it's all math, Nick. Yeah, it's all math. Anyways, uh, yeah, the oh, show's like JoJo. The show's really good. Like, if you're looking for another <laughs> sci-fi epic, with I mean, like the production values in that show are absolutely bonkers. I 
there's no other sci-fi show that looks that good. Uh, got them Apple Bucks behind it. Yeah, Infinite it really Apple does. Bucks. It really does. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd give it a look. And then uh, yeah, last like over the last couple of days, I went back and finally finished uh, Pokemon Sword. <laughs> a little bit behind Wait, on that game, Pokemon Sword. <laughs> yeah, yep, the game Pokemon Sword. <laughs> What? I just I just got bored Why? with it over and over because the new Pokemon's coming out. It was on my Switch. Oh, yeah. I had it at my girlfriend's. It's like I, I just sit down and play this and finish it because it was like the only game I had installed at the moment. Uh, finally went back and finished that. I I don't like that game. I just don't. <laughs> Wait, I didn't think yeah, it, like, was very it, it has a very good first impression. Like it has it, a very good. It, first it, impression. it felt like fun and bright when I first picked it up, but yeah, I got bored of it really yeah. fast. It doesn't. I like have... had no desire to go back. It didn't have like the charm or any like the really interesting Charmander looking, looking Pokemon like that like um, Emerald had yeah, or any of those that I remember having. Like it just I don't know something some felt off. About you should that play game. Brilliant Diamond. And I'm planning Pearl. to. I'm planning to. I just I just ordered well, the go. the new. But isn't that a, just another remake? Like they don't yeah. add anything. Yeah, I have never to played that, that either. Though. But he was saying that he like missed those old Pokemon. So, like for me, the I, I enjoyed Pokemon Let's Go uh, Pikachu and Eevee way more than Sword and Shield because like I played so much Pokemon Red and Blue, mm-hmm. and so just playing a remake of that, I was like, oh, this is this is what I want to play. I don't want all these new Pokemon. I want my old Pokemon. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. So I really just went back to it because like Pokemon Arceus, whatever you want to call it, is Legends is coming out in January, and uh, none That's right. of it. Well, so far so i think i mean we haven't really seen any like big gameplay dive into that or anything yet mm-hmm. so i have a feeling it's going to be delayed but uh nothing i've seen from that game has impressed me yet oh they like, it, was, it does look like it's doing a little new stuff i'm they sorry put out a, they put out a new trailer like uh honestly like half an hour before we started recording it's Did again they? it's really? not like a yeah it's not like a super <laughs> deep dive trailer or anything it's oh. not like a direct um but yeah i'm uh, hopeful because I, I feel like there's Pokemon's needed like a giant shove in the back to be moved forward. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is gonna be it, but I don't even know. I don't even know like how you. I used to wonder about how you modernize it, and then when they're showing us the open world Pokemon game, I was like, this isn't really how I pictured it. So I don't know what I expect anymore. I know it's how like you modernize it. Taking- Three syllables. Like yeah, they keep taking the half step. It's like they've made so much fucking money from the series. Like I expect that game to look a lot better looking. And I, I haven't seen enough of it yet. I, you know, I need to go watch this new trailer. But like, I remember the first trailer that came out for that. Just the the town just looks absolutely dumb. It was like a straight line of buildings with copy pasted buildings. That's how towns were back back then. Oh, huh. That's how they are oh. now in yeah, like, urban America. They said, it, they said it in the past for. I feel like like the setting even is like a cop out, so like so they, they so that they didn't have to like build out like buildings and architecture and whatnot. Like they they wanted to keep it simple to make the open world work, but the open world also looks like it's struggling. <laughs> so like yeah. it's I don't know. Like I felt burned by Sword and Shield, um. So I have zero uh zero faith that Arceus is going to do anything drastically new that's going to make yeah. me wish that I had played it. Like I mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be a disappointment for a player like me. Pokemon fans apparently will take anything. Yes, like, they, they will do not anything. care what they they're will, served. They, buy they the will same, just buy it anyway. The same two copies of the same game. They will also that's complain the big, about that's it. The biggest, they will that's still the biggest buy scam it. in all of all of gaming is selling two different versions of the same game with different Pokemon in each version, so you get 120 it's, bucks. It boggled my mind how uh, 
when when Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl came out on the eShop like sales chart, it was Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, and then number three was the two pack. I was like, who the <laughs> fuck is buying a digital two pack of these God. games? Like, it's not even like you're buying two physical ones that are like, all right, you can have one and I can have one. It's like these are both going to your both going to your uh, hmm. go going to your account. So yeah, I'm not, well, they they do them though. If they made honestly, if they made like two personas, I'd buy both of them. If, yeah, I'm yeah. sure if they made like <laughs> ha- like Halo Red and Blue, you'd buy both. Of them. Would you see that I am eight bit thing that just came out for Persona? They're like twenty fifth collection yeah. something. Yeah, it's it's four hundred dollar. Uh, it's like a ten. Uh, it's it's a, a record collection of all the soundtracks of Personas one through five, but it's like twenty albums because each each game is like several albums. But it's four hundred dollars, and damn. it's also. By the time I saw it, they said it wouldn't ship until Q1 2023, which is like, it's like definitely a non-zero so chance I'm dead by then. So like, I'm not going to pay that money now. Uh-huh. I <laughs> bet, we, I we bet, by I bet next week we come back to breakout and Marty's like, I ordered this. Well, so uh, my, my pay stuff, my payment went through and uh, it turns out, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll just burn this. <laughs> I don't have a record player, but it's fine. My, what, what's your, uh, your crank machine, whatever that thing was that, and, and your, and your machine. switch got delayed. So you're going to oh. buy that instead. <laughs> what? What the fuck is my crank machine crank, called? Crank play boy. My play That's what it's called, right? Play day. Oh, play okay. My soldier boy. Crank that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, was that even soldier? Was soldier boy crank that? Crank that soldier boy, yeah. No, right? yeah, crank yeah, that was to, soldier boy. Yeah, yeah, he used to crank that. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay that you don't remember that. <laughs> also, okay. how amazing would it be if the Shyamalan twist between the of the playdate is it's actually the soldier boy console that we were promised so long ago? <laughs> it's the one we were promised. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's the opening song for when you start it up. <laughs> ooh, like in little chip tune, that'd be nice. Yeah, I'd like that. Uh, yes. All right. Well, we that was a nice, nice uh, bout of nonsense we got to talk about before we got into the meat potatoes of the conversation, which, like I mentioned earlier, is going to be Halo Infinite. Uh, so, like I said, we'll start off with a with a non spoiler discussion, and then once we get into spoilers, we'll we'll give ample warning. So, if you guys care about the story and haven't finished it yet, you can uh, uh, save, tab out and save this for later and watch it then. Um, so, I mean, Nick, you're 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 America's number one Halo fan. So, what what are your <laughs> sort of top level? Opinions on the game. Uh, oh boy! All right. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. So let me let me start off by saying I very much enjoyed Halo Infinite. I had a really good time playing the game. That being said, as is usual with three four three industries, I have so many criticisms about this game and I, and the studio itself. <laughs> so well, you're taking it personal, the studio. I am taking it personal. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so to start off, like Halo Infinite does, and my three more will be out tomorrow for anybody who wants to like a really condensed version of it. But Infinite does a good job of basically cleaning the slate, right? You have a Halo 4, which set up a really interesting storyline. Halo 5 botched the fuck out of it. And then Halo Infinite basically says, fuck Halo 5, wipe all that clean, simplify everything from that game, and then just like set the stage for whatever expansions they're going to do down the line that's that's what infinite does and it, i don't think it does anything more than that like it basically completes uh the infinite like basically completes the story of halo 5 and then sets up whatever's coming next um i was okay with that i, I was really okay with that the problem i'm not okay with that game the problem i have with that game is like the, the signs of development hell are really really apparent throughout it um and that's 
you know, I've, I've like I I started off my first review that you saw Marty like saying like it's almost a miracle that I think we have this game and that it is this good <laughs> because like when you there's only seven missions and what they consider missions is I don't know like you go through the same kind of attack a banished base go through the same four runner yeah, kind of like dungeons yeah they're pretty much like little dungeons but hardly even that and then you do the same battery puzzle and then a fight a boss and that's about it uh, and then like all the the story bits are played out through digital holograms and there's no like emotional connection you can see the the how the plot is going to wrap up from 100 miles away um i still enjoyed it like that's it i think it's in i think i've said it before when we've talked about halo that like halo is better when it's simple and they've kind of gone back to making the plot simple while also uh, I don't know, like the way they're handling what what's coming next is like a good mystery again, where the forerunner stuff in four and five is like over explained and nobody knows what the fuck's going on basically in those games. Uh, it's just too too much. And, and Infinite's kind of like, let's take a step back here. Let's set up a new mysterious threat and go from there. We'll evolve it as we go. The problem I have with what 343 did here is... Um, the like the campaign and and people are fighting with me on Twitter a little bit with it yesterday, but I like I said that the campaign doesn't feel done, and that's mostly because there's just a lack of variety. It's not there's no like big scripted moments. It didn't really feel like a campaign. It felt like I was there to explore the ring, and these these few missions happen. If you want to even want to call them missions, you get some story beats, and that and that's the game. I didn't like that part. Everything else I really liked. Sandbox, all that, all good, all great. They have a good foundation for what's coming next. Um, but, but I, if they were going to do it this way and the way they handled the campaign, like my confidence in three, four, three was going up, up, up from the beta to multiplayer release to like seeing the campaign in action. And then it's kind of plateaued a little bit because I'm like, okay, we got this kind of really bare bones campaign. What's planning next? And I would have liked to have known before, cause they keep saying Halo Infinite is going to be a platform. Halo Infinite is going to be a live service, blah, 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 blah but they haven't told mm. me what that's going to be yet. And that's what has me concerned is like, is it going to be story expansions? Or are they just going to add in more open world fluff and new locations or whatever? Are we going to explore some side stories? Like, I don't know. I, I three, four, three needs to build up that confidence with me again, because I just don't know what they're doing. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that whole idea to have kind of like, like expanded story content. Wasn't there a whole system like that in five? Like no, it was like DLC um, that was no, like, there was, there like, was their war zone like co-op missions or something. No, it was just war zone and it was kind of like supposed to be built on. I barely played war zones. So I don't really know what they did with it, but there was like, there were like, I think there were some like story cinematics they added to it or something like that, that followed like just random Spartans and like a, yeah, like I, yeah, I remember it was supposed to be like smaller stories Spartan about like ops. Was that yeah, what was called? oh yeah, that was in four. Like that. Yeah, that was in four. Yeah, but oh, they didn't do four. that in five. It was just war, they just did Warzone five. It was called Warzone. Okay. Like the, the yeah, Call it was literally called Warzone. Called? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the whole mode in five. Yeah, but no, I, I see what you're saying in terms of um, kind of the the sameness of like each of those campaign missions, mm -hmm. and like yeah, you're right. Like the the opening mission is kind of like this big set piece thing, and then you don't really get that again. You don't get it again at all. There is none of yeah, that. Yeah, you just don't. <laughs> you don't get it again. At least not in the campaign missions. Like you get kind of um, organic. Yeah, you get big set piece moments that you make yourself. Yeah. yeah, like when you're just running around the open world. But yeah, those those story missions are pretty 
they're very linear, but like that's kind of classic Halo. I think that's kind of oh what yeah, the no, charm the, was supposed to be for that. The, and um, the linear, yeah, the I, linear I'm, I'm mission structure back. is fine, but there's no, there's just no variety to any of it. Like I don't care, oh. I don't care if it's a linear single player shooter. But I mean, you played Halo one, two, three, re- everything. Like there's unique mm-hmm. environments, there's unique encounters, unique set pieces, and there's none of that in Infinite. Like the biggest set piece I get is like the last this I think the sixth mission you get a tank and some like nostalgic Halo music plays and that's it and it's not even like that big of a moment it's yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. supposed to be storming this this big banished base and it's like I've done this already four other times and now you're just setting some music to it okay what do you do yeah. <laughs> it's funny we were right before we went live uh, I, I was talking I haven't finished the campaign yet both mm-hmm. of them have um, and I, I was saying how the way I've been playing the game has been for like an hour every night mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll go in and I'll futz around in the open world for a little bit. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll find one of those high value targets or I'll, I'll go to the propaganda towers, which I think we all agreed are like incredible. Like there's some really great writing, like not the core story writing, but like this sort of tangential writing in the game that was like genuinely funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll play for an hour and I'm like, all right, well, I'll come back tomorrow and, and do some more open world stuff for an hour, which in my mind is like that. That's the way I like to handle open world games. And so I feel like I'm not hitting that same fatigue that I would have if I wanted to just play the story. Because, yeah, you are absolutely right that especially compared to that initial reveal trailer back in 2018 where they showed like all the different like biomes and fauna and flora of uh of the zeta halo ring and it's like oh man look at all these places we're gonna get to go like yeah this is like you know everyone's making fun of the breath of the wild comparison but like literally in that bloomberg report they said like oh this was our initial goal was like to to be inspired by breath of the wild and then we had to scale that way well, back well, you can when, you when can see that trouble. inspiration too as soon as you come out of that first gate mm-hmm. and there's that big like yeah. mysterious looking tower formation whatever out in the distance yeah. that looks exactly like that is, that is, castle link. Yeah, that is castle. link and that's link coming out of the tomb yep. at the beginning of uh of yeah breath of yeah. the wild and then you get that view and it's like a lot of games are doing that now. Like even the Sonic trailer reveal from last yeah. week did a very similar shot. The Pokemon uh, Arceus trailer did a similar shot. So yeah, and you can feel. I mean, you can feel that inspiration in there with Eshram, like that he was supposed to be the big bad that you're supposed to work your way towards and get through his commandos yeah. to get to him, and it's yeah. just not there anymore. And like legitimately, like honest to God, and I, you know, there's no confirmation. This is me speculating. I feel like this campaign. I feel like they had something else going, and this campaign was built in a year. It's, I, I really think it was like there's not very many cutscenes at all. The, the it's all cycle cycled and repeated. I I would not be surprised to see if it was built in a year. And when, when we get to the spoilers part, I'll I'll say more about why I think that is because like mm-hmm. uh, Shadows of Reach, you know, we'll we'll talk about that in the spoiler section. But there's some stuff in that book that I was waiting for in this game to like be expanded upon, and then it's just <laughs> nope. And uh, as I was saying on Twitter too, like. That, that's my biggest concern with 343 is like they they start getting into these interesting story arcs and then they're like nah next thing next thing and I, I hate that about them I hate that direction that they do that like pick a fucking story mm-hmm. arc and go with it <laughs> do you like think part like of it could be choosing from all the the lore that exists you think mm-hmm. yeah do you think uh do you, do you think your opinion on the game was was swayed in one way or another uh, based on the fact that you did a full 
series replay um, just over the past couple months with with Amy with the Road to Infinite series? Um, not really. Like like I said, I I really enjoy. I think they have the gameplay perfected for Infinite. Like I really do. I think it's the best Halo's ever felt. They have the foundation. Like the, even exploring the world is fun. I wish there was more to do in that world and more secrets to find. Like, you know, you have like the, the there's forerunner architecture that you can scan and get a little bit of history about. Like, I love the Halo lore and I think they did a really good job presenting it through the audio logs and everything that they did in this. But I want more of it. I, I want to see it. I don't want to be told it all the time. And, you know, they do, they try, they did like a lot of environmental storytelling in that world. But it's really bare bones. Like there's you can there's hints of battles that happen between the UNSC and the Banished on the ground, but it's there's no like environmental damage or destruction around them. It's just bodies laying around. Like there's so much environmental. Yeah, it's like armor and vehicles and stuff. Yeah, but it's copy pasted around the map, and it's like there's yeah. a, there's a lot of environmental storytelling they can do because you are on that ring after events have happened for like what sixteen weeks, thirteen weeks, I think they said. So there's there's. If you're going uh, like to, something like six months, right? Yeah, yeah. I think he's been he's been out of commission for six months. They said. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there was a lot of mystery you could have done just through environmental storytelling, landing on the ring and seeing like, hey, follow this path to see what happened to these Marines or whatever. But it's all just localized, and it's not. You know, I, I think again, going back to the Breath of the Wild inspiration, like there's so much history to that world when you're just going through it, mm-hmm. and, like you see the ruins of some town, like that's interesting yeah. to go through. Um, and Infinite just doesn't have that yet, so I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the next year for this game looks like. I'm just really waiting for three four three to come out and say, "Hey, like there are story expansions we're doing." Because like when you play the game, there are a bunch of like really important audio logs to to read and listen to <laughs> that give you so much background on things. And like you can already tell that I'm sure they're planning like a lock expansion. Uh, there's the new. I don't remember what designation they gave the other spartan team like spartan griffin that sounds like that's going to be an expansion so i feel like they're going to do a lot of little odst mini stories as expansions and follow like kind of that destiny content model and Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be surprised to see them do that at all and i think it's going to work i think that's going to be perfect for their infinite but i just want to know (laughs) no to play uh just to to go off that to play devil's advocate you saying like i i wish we'd know where this game was going like the game has only been out a week Mm -hmm. and i feel like there is we have a tendency to do a backlash against developers who show post-launch DLC before a game is out. Like, you know, Ubisoft has done that in the past. And, you know, to be like, even did that with like uh, Far Cry before Far Cry 6 came out. They were like, oh, look, we're going to have all this DLC where you can play as Voss and, and, and Pagan Min and everything. And, you know, Amy was stoked for that. But the rest of us were like, well, what if you just <laughs> release the game first and then yeah. we'll see what happens. Well, but I totally I agree. By by positing this game as a platform for the future, both yeah. in terms of multiplayer and single player, um, it, yeah, I, I I can see where you're coming from. Where it's like, well, I wanna I wanna know what that means. Like, you yeah. understand what it means for multiplayer, but we don't have a great example. I guess aside from Destiny, of what like sort of story content would look like. Yeah, and I don't, I, and I'm not saying like I needed specifics <clears throat> before the game launch. I didn't need to know. Because they would have been spoiler anyway. I don't need, I yeah, need to yeah. know. But I wanted to know, because like, they haven't specifically said they're going to do a story expansion. You, you can assume that, but they haven't said it yet. And then, as I mentioned in the IGN Unfiltered interview uh, Ryan McCaffrey did with uh, Joseph Satan, like he was even coy on that we're going to tell more stories. He just wanted to come out and say it. And I don't get why. Mm-hmm. Like 343 does not have a good track record with Halo games. They just don't. 
<laughs> so getting ahead of this and, and explaining, hey, here's the process. Here's how we're going to develop Infinite over the next two years, whatever. I mean, it's, it's possible they're not entirely sure what they're going to do that's, yet. What, that's like, what scares me. It, that's what scares me. Yeah, that's, and it, that's was, why it was a struggle for them to even get this version of the game out yeah. of the door by the time they did. So, like, yeah, like they might be reevaluating what those stories are going to be, how they're going to work, everything related to that. Yeah. But, like, I, I, I do want to say, like, while I do agree in kind of like the sameness of like the story campaign stuff, like that that is only like part of the game, like that that main mission, like the expansive world matters a lot, I think, to the flow of how everything feels. And like I, I didn't go from like mission to mission. I would kind of do everything that was along the path for me trying to get from one main thing to the next. And I feel like that really diversified the gameplay and like gave me perspective. And like, I found all these audio logs that kind of fleshed out some of what was going on in the past and whatnot, which was interesting. And like, I legit, like really enjoyed the experience, like from beginning to end. Like I, I see all the flaws that you're mentioning, yep. but I like, like you said, like overall, like at the end of the game, I had a really good time. Like I even wanted to go back and play more of it, which I, I did a little bit. Like I still wanted to run around that open world, even though, oh, yeah. you know, it is kind of samey, uh, you know, like there's, there's, we can't replay missions yet. <laughs> well, that's, like, that's, yeah, what like I, that's what I said. Like there, there's a good foundation and I, I enjoy the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I'm not like trying to shit on the game. I just, my, I want three, four, three, to be continue being forward about what they're doing with this because like i said as much as it might be wrong like this campaign didn't feel complete to me it just it really felt half-baked not the game itself just the campaign like i can't imagine they turn around and like go silent unless they legitimately didn't have anything to say yet yeah, <laughs> silent cartographer. <laughs> yeah, so like, I, my best guess is like what you're probably thinking is that they don't have a plan yet. So as soon as they figure that out, they'll probably let everybody know. Yeah. I mean, I think it was like a baton death march to get this game even done this year. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, it, it came out pretty much as late as a game could come out in a year. Um, and I, but I do think like, and I think we're all in agreement here that like, I don't think the game just has a good base. I think the game has like an incredible foundation. Yes. I think this is was it Jamie Greesomer or one of like the original designers who coined that term, the 30 seconds of fun yeah. that that's what Halo mm-hmm. was built around are these 30 second loops of fun. And Holy shit. Like the, the emergent gameplay that comes in the open world, especially with like, we joke about this a lot, but like the grapple hook changes everything. Like the grapple hook makes it really uh, does. Yeah. It makes offense. It makes defense and it makes traversal like so much more fun. Mm-hmm. Like it is such a permanent arsenal. It's also in my mind, that shouldn't be, one gameplay flaw I think is having that fill up the same slot as like your, your drop shield and yeah, your camo yeah. and things like that yeah, should just be a complaint. different button. Yeah. That should be something was, I always have. Those, uh, all of those are, and this, this was a thing I loved about halo five that you could do all this extra shit in the armor. And like, apparently people hated that. They just put it all in the equipment slot, and I dislike that. Like, I want to be able to do all these things at yeah. the same time. Right. Yeah, put everything like, on a cooldown, oh, but like, mean, let give everything an individual button. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to fumble in the menu to switch. Like, I had to memorize. Like, oh, I press left on the D pad, then I press then, up uh, on the D pad, yeah, I press yeah. right on the D pad, I press just like change my grenades. Like, no, I want to be, I want to just press all the buttons. All the things are happening. All if the I was, <laughs> if I was re- reviewing this for IGN, I would have taken a whole point off just for how you have to select abilities and grenades because it's broken. And it's, yeah, like, that, that felt very together. like thrown in there. Like that was like just a last to be a D pad on the lift. That in. It just needs to be a D pad on the left for ability and a D pad on the right for grenades, and then you're done. 
yeah. <laughs> not not switching left and then up or down or right or I'd fuck that. I'll fuck all that. Yeah, like that, whole that. That's a terrible system. Yes. Um, but uh, if we're gonna go back to the grappling hook, like I'm <laughs> speaking about like story and lore and stuff. They don't give a story as to how this man gets a grappling hook. They don't need I to. I feel like that's important. They don't need to. I feel like that's important. They don't as, need to. As, hey, the story, as there was no story. As equipment is, the grappling hook is in the opening cutscene. I know, but there is no, <laughs> like, they changed his important. armor from four to five. There's no explanation from even three to four how he gets like this advanced armor set. That's just three, four, three stupid. I don't know, man. That. <laughs> the, that grappling hook should be a character. It should have AI you should get to talk to it so if you guys there was a bionic commando reboot for like the ps3 and the 360 uh and the whole thing about bionic commando he's got this arm that has a grappling hook on it and the twist in that game was that the arm had the soul of his dead wife in it <laughs> and so yep. that's what i want i want this grappling hook to have like the soul of like master chief's ex-girlfriend <laughs> the soul of cortana's in there yeah. <laughs> grappling in the humanity well, Who knows? So important. yeah yeah like uh, it should be called the Master Chief and Grappling Hook yeah. Show because like you yeah. need that thing. <laughs> but I do just like I, I, I like just my final point about that thirty seconds of fun is I think like I love how the weapons feel. I love how not to compare everything to <laughs> Breath of the Wild, which I do all the time. So I'm sorry, I'm guilty of that. But it almost feels like the way ammo types are spread out and weapon types are spread out. It so heavily encourages you to continually cycle through weapons. Um, in the same way that like weapon degradation did in, in Breath of the Wild. And so I love that, um, like, I, it felt like for the first mission, I just wanted to focus on like the two weapons I like, like the battle rifle and, mm -hmm. and standard assault rifle. But then as I got into these, like, you know, different outposts where I'm like, oh, there's no like human weapon ammo here. So I have to start using energy weapons. And oh, like, well, these types of grenades are plentiful. So I'm going to start focusing on these. And I really like how. It and it, I think Doom does a really good thing too of how it cycles uh, your ammo and forces you to sort of use everything in your arsenal. And I like doing that in the combat because it makes it feel like so dynamic and it makes these crazy stories where I barely, you know, blow up a base and get out by the skin of my teeth feel like they were like authored by me as opposed to like a linear story mission, which it seems like the game is totally lacking those. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't sing the praises enough of the gameplay in the game. Like it's, it's just fun to play. And as I said on the stream the other day, like, Halo Infinite is a better Far Cry than Far Cry. <laughs> like Far, <laughs> Far Cry wants the experience that Halo Infinite gives you with its sandbox fights, and it will never do that. Uh, Halo needs more critters, though. Uh, DLC critters. They were all in the uh, yeah. There's a, I, there's I wanna, a lack of uh, fauna out there. Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm not even I'm not even worried about that. I just want a variety of environments. Like I can go from yeah. one end of the map, and I feel like I've been to the same place. Um, oh yeah, it but, is definitely. It's like uh, Nebraska. Yeah, Maybe that's much. what Zeta Ring is. JoJo's that's Florida, Zeta Ring is just the state of Nebraska. <laughs> uh, but uh, all right, do we want to get into the spoiler discussion? Because I think there's a lot to talk about. Uh, too. Yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah we got might as well. Left. Yeah, we can, and we can fill that with other other topics we have too. So yes, going into spoilers. Uh, if 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 you haven't finished the Halo camp, the Infinite campaign, also probably some of the other stuff because I'm sure Nick will be spoiling books and. I don't know, like just uh, Happy Meal tie-ins or whatever. <laughs> just Shadows of Reach and, and Halo Infinite. That's all we're discussing here. So if you if you don't want spoilers yet, now is the time to dip out and listen uh, the VOD or the or don't version. dip out. Just mute mute the volume and yeah. continue to watch <laughs> us, but <laughs> yes. not, not yeah. hear anything. You can yeah. you can watch me get seriously angry. 
Just spoilers in three, two, one. It's crazy that the back half of the game you play as Abby. <laughs> I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked oh, to change no. characters. <laughs> uh, okay, so let me. I guess, like I said at the start of this whole discussion, Halo Infinite does a good job of wrapping up plot points from Halo Five. Like basically. Halo Infinite wraps up the Master Chief Cortana storyline in a somewhat satisfying way. I, you know, I, I don't know where else they were going to go with it unless they wanted to keep going with it. So they, they end it and Cortana's dead. Like she's gone now. No more Cortana, except now you have new Cortana who at the very, yeah. <laughs> let me choose my name. I have a perfect name. I mean, well, she it's going to be she Cortana. Didn't actually, she didn't say that she I would be know, Cortana. It's like, so implied. I, I, like, it, seemed, it seemed like that's where they were leading, but she might want to be Jill. I, who knows? <laughs> oh, Jill. <laughs> God. Uh, she'll be Cortana, but spelled backwards. Um. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, so they basically, yeah, Cortana's dead. She's the one that blew up Zeta Halo. Right. Um. That works. But also it makes like five, four, five, and Shadows of Reach all feel like extremely redundant, which I think is 343's plan here is just basically forget these games happen. Now you're worried about the Banished uh, in some of the other books. There's another faction that's splinter to the Banished called the Keepers of the One Freedom, um, who that group wants to fire the Halo Rings, and the Banished have some other motives. Don't they all want to fire the Halo Rings? I don't think... I. I don't know how far to get into spoilers on that. I don't think the banished based on the end of Halo Infinite, like who you see come back, like Atriox comes back in the game. Like he's so dead. Right. And at the end of the credits, you uh-huh. see he's still alive. Um, there is dialogue from the forerunners from like uh, how many ex- hundreds of thousands of years ago, basically when the rings were fired for the first time to kill the flood. Um, but there's this new mm-hmm. faction called the endless who can survive mm-hmm. the Halo rings when they're fired. Um, and so people on, on Reddit were like fighting back and forth between um, that the uh, that Atriox had traveled back in time, that there's going to be tri- time travel. I don't think that's the case. I think the dialogue was just... I mean, there was a little, there was a little hint to that. Like when at the very end, Master Chief gets out of that exploding uh, thing and right, is like, oh, right. we've been but I don't like... Yeah, well, they were gone three for like days. three days, but also I think in the books they talk about slip space travel taking multiple days depending on how far you're going. Um, so that I don't think there's really time travel in that sense. And the uh, theory that I agreed with was like the dialogue was marked at that many years ago, like they were discussing firing the Halo rings for the first time, and Aatrox is still in the present. So I think that's what happened there. Anyways, so Shadow, Shadows of Reach makes Cortana like this overarching threat to the entire galaxy and she's basically using the guardians to keep the peace so if uh, a battle is taking place somewhere and things start getting out of hand like where it's large enough for her to notice on like ai scans or or radio chatter or whatever then she sends Mm -hmm. a guardian to take take uh take measures to stop the conflict and keep the peace which is how halo 5 is built up is that she's going to do whatever necessary to keep the galaxy in peace and restore peace. And yeah, because Halo 5 sets up Cortana as the big threat. Yes. The book, Shadows of Reach, is the story of Cortana as a big threat. She, she's not even... It's, Shadows of Reach doesn't even like really dive into that. It's just there. It's a very small plot point. The ban- the whole part of the... Uh, so, it's, so something else is happening, but Cortana's doing that in the background? Like being yeah. a threat? Yeah, Because that's much. the part that I feel like is missing. Because like as you go through the story in Infinite... 
you learn about Cortana's Cortana's bad guy phase, yep. right? Yeah. So like Master Chief doesn't. Uh, well, maybe Master Chief does, but you as the player don't actually experience it. You're learning about it. It already happened. Yep. So like, I feel like I missed a big part of the story. Yes, he did. I'm assuming that story happened elsewhere. Well, the, the but game, apparently it did it. The game, <laughs> the game explains it very quickly in a cutscene. Is like she goes and destroys Atrox, the the brute's homeworld. Like she literally blows it up like yeah, the okay. Death Star. <laughs> yeah, she does that. It's gone. She blows up uh, a uh, big uh, UNSC uh, yeah. space station. And so, yeah, she. So, any, so yeah, like anything, she, she's anything having that, her bad girl face. Yeah, anything that threatens the peace, she goes and wrecks. The shit. And then Cortana's hot girl summer. Yeah, it's kind of like it's weirdly wrapped up in that, like, you know, Atrox warns her of the consequences. She blows up his world. And then basically he's like, here's what's going to happen now. You fucked up. Now I have nothing to, you know, I have nothing to give a shit about anymore. So I'm going to destroy everything. Uh, and then that's kind of like the endless comes of the picture. So you also unleash the endless or whatever. So Shadows of Reach just kind of, I don't, I have to go back and read another plot somewhere of it, but it almost like made Cortana entirely redundant where they spent five shadows of reach other books building up her as this massive threat. And she's just gone overnight. Yeah, and, and she like, has a sudden, her, well, her reign a, is over before you got to see it. Yeah. And she has some sudden change of heart of like, Oh, I fucked up. I'm sorry. Boom. Blow everything. I, I don't know. It was weird. I, in the end though, like I don't give a shit. <laughs> to be honest, like I'm just glad they're done with it because they could not figure out what they wanted to do with Cortana and they ended it. They blew her up. She's gone. That's it. Now, Atriox well, and the Endless are the main threat and that's fine because they're far more interesting than having an evil Cortana and she should have been dead after four. She should have just been gone. And five shot five. And the other, the only other part that like they haven't done, I, I don't know what they're going to do with it, is like suddenly the Guardians are just dead. So everything that Cortana was doing is just like done what happened to the like Prometheus, what happened whatever, to the forerunners right. yeah but i mean that that stuff wasn't active until cortana got into the system anyway right like it was all like sleeping tech yeah yeah so i, I think I, right? think I think it was all connected to her and that since she's dead you know the guardians went back to being dormant because there is a guardian like debris out in the distance of infinite that you can see which i have to assume is some tease for later or it's just there for environmental background, but yeah, maybe yeah, maybe just a reminder. Yeah. Um. So anyway, honey, honey, just asked it. Said I thought you thought the relationship between Cortana and Master Chief was interesting. It is up until four. After four, it's not good anymore. Like this should have five should have been about the Promethean threat and Blue Team and Master Chief dealing with the fall of Cortana's death and, and whatever is going to happen there. And then they introduced the Banished in five, and you had it in Halo Wars two. Uh, because Halo Wars 2 is very central to the plot in Infinite 2, but they never explain that. Like They never talk about the Banished going to take over the Ark and launching a new ring or anything. <laughs> like, yeah, you're, you're right. There's a ton of information missing from this story, and I think that's part of the problem is that Halo does have a good world, mm -hmm. like it has a good story, and because people wanted to take that story and run with it elsewhere, like in other games and in you know book media... Like all that stuff counts as canon. So just like Star Wars, everything has to fit into the puzzle somewhere. Mm -hmm. So like it's a video game franchise. If I only play the video games, I no longer get the full picture of the story. Like there's there's no way unless they decided that they were going to retell the book story 
in the game, which maybe they should have done. Maybe that was an option they could have taken, like just tell that story with the game. But uh, I don't know. Like, what else do you do? Because like now that they're wiping the slate clean, I'm a little bored by that. Like, you're gonna start over, Master Chief. <laughs> like, you're gonna you're gonna have a brand new Cortana. You're gonna have a a brand new enemy, quote unquote, who is basically all the same aliens that made up the last enemy, and they have the same goal: fire the Halo ring. Like. Well, that's not interesting. The, the, ban- like the Banished don't have one. the same goal like as Fire the, f- the Halo Ring. Like, the Banished made their, their point very clear is that they wanted to control the Halo Ring for their new home because their home was blown up, uh, I guess. And then that, yeah. Atria... You know what? I didn't even get that from the story. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, oh, well, that's <laughs> that what they, all the... They just wanted to live on the ring. Oh, yeah. That is the, not what I got from audio, the story. <laughs> yeah, that's why you got to pick up the audio logs. And that's one of my criticisms. Like, the audio logs are essential to lar- understanding the larger plot, and you have to find those. Um, but the one, the ones that were most central to the plot, though, I think were... At least for the Banish, were pretty much... You could find them on all the scripted missions, like, very clearly. Like one, the one where you have to turn on the three signals. Like there's three, there's one for each signal place you open up, and they're all. But then, if you, you can find them clearly, why not make them? I know that's what I mean. That's where I a feel part like, of the story, like someone speaking in your ear, or like a flash, or like yeah, a, a vision you see. The neck recording, I probably yeah. tuned it out while I was like shooting a dude in the face. <laughs> yeah. The other, the other thing is like you're, you're saying all this stuff about how like oh the events of this game, this game, and this book, and this strategy game are important. Like it is baffling to me that they didn't put together a video primer that plays before this game or from the options menu like yeah. psychonauts 2 did it yeah. has a pride understands like all right the first game came out 15 years ago and then the bridge game was a psvr game that one percent of our audience played <laughs> yeah. so we will make this really cute fun story primer that gets you right up to speed with the start of psychonauts 2 and it's like baffling to me that i had to go to like come on youtube and find this like i had to go to GameSpot and find like a really good but like What's going on? Just put this in the game. If like you're relying so much on multimedia to tell this story, yeah, I just um, it that that's kind of like I if they were gonna wipe the slate completely clean, like it almost like they should have just killed off the infinity and everybody on it, and you know. But they're even through the audio logs, they're still they're still trying to continue the story of Locke. They're introducing new Spartans. Uh, you know, there's still Halsey, there's still Arbor to think about. Like, there's a lot of a lot of different characters that are out there doing something that they kind of include in the story, but don't include. And then that's where I'm like, you know, that yeah, you needed they needed a story primer. It's it's you're right. It's baffling to me that they were like, yeah, this is a good place for newcomers to start because you jump in and like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but it is if you just like turn like the way I'm playing it is I'm turning just like tuning the story out. I'm like, I, like yeah. I I I. I have come to the conclusion that it's a bad way to tell a story and I'm fine with that. And so I'm just putting gameplay forward and I enjoy the gameplay, but like this is a series that has really built itself on story, like maybe more so than any other shooter franchise that I can think of. And so, you know, the, the fact that it feels like it's doing this stuff kind of haphazardly is, is wild to me. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't think they feel like they're doing it haphazardly. I I'm, I'm getting the feeling that uh, the, the, the folks at three, four, three and some of the, you know, ex bungee people who stayed behind, they are so engrossed in Halo, like they love Halo. They don't see outside that bubble that there are people sure. who aren't getting all the pieces. Yeah. Like yeah. the fact that you would need to re explain some of this classic and to them probably basic knowledge about like Master Chief and his relationship with Cortana so far, like that just is over the top of their head. And like, yeah. I don't yeah. know what you do to fix that other than just get well, like some brand new eyes in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, it's funny because I do feel like the I, I, I feel like the 
capital W writing is pretty good in the game. Like we talked about the 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 sort of how funny the grunts can be earlier. Yeah, all, and like, all the all the yeah. banished dialogue. <laughs> yeah, and this the the scenes I've seen so far with like the weapon and the pilot. Like I I think they are the, literally the dialogue is written well. I don't know if it congeals together, and apparently it doesn't by the end, but. Uh, it seems like they have talented writers there. It's just more of like the top level. That, well, that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't think the story is bad. It's the way they're telling it. Yeah. Like, there's part, there's big chunks of it missing. I want to know what's okay. there. Like, I, yeah. like you said, like you watched the primer video. <laughs> I, I wanted to go and find a video to say, okay, so what the hell was the story in Halo Wars Two? Now, like, what, yeah. what was happening over there? But I, I shouldn't have to do that. Like you said, like yeah. it should be in the place where I'm playing the game story mode. Like yeah. I should yeah. know all that from playing. It the feels game. like further. It feels like trying to explain to so I had a friend who was like oh I saw a trailer for the new Spider-Man movie like what's what's the deal with it and trying to explain to them like well you need to watch Spider-Man 1 2 and 3 and then Spider-Man 1 and 2 and then Spider-Man 1 and 2 again but it's also going to pull in Doctor Strange from Doctor Strange and Infinity War and Endgame but also there might be some Netflix stuff so these shows that don't matter anymore maybe they do matter so maybe we should go back and like rewatch a couple of these seasons and see what's going on with these characters like it's <laughs> fucking batshit to me you, you have got and you have gotten to the crux of why the game felt unfinished to me because it's still in exploring all these different avenues through audio logs and no they're not showing me anything they're just telling me things and that's why i wanted to know before infinite launch what is the plan can i look forward to exploring different stories with chief lock arbiter whatever so that i get the full picture and that's where like infinite to me just feels like this very small start to what is going to be a large, large journey over 10 years where hopefully it's going to bring all this stuff back in because I think infinite in general, like the story, the story is simple enough that you understand what's going on. I guess if, if you paid close enough attention, uh, that banished one of the Zeta halo for their own, their new world because their world was blown up by Cortana. Aatrox is not introduced again until the very end of the campaign and that he's trying to unlock the endless with the harbinger uh the harbinger uh which you probably haven't fought yet marty and then uh i don't know any of these words yeah well you know i mean i know what the words are in english like, i just don't know what they are okay. in yeah. proper now finished all this stuff and like a lot of it went over my head like yeah. I didn't know that that was their motivation to, that they wanted to stay on the ring. I thought that they like I I saw the stuff about him blowing up the homeworld. I thought at that point he was like, "Fuck the humans! I'm I'm fucking all your shit up. Whatever well, you got going on, I'm coming for you." Like that's well, that's what I got. You, if you go, that's well, that's why they were excavating because they were trying to find where the endless were stored, and they were trying to find, I guess, the auditorium. Even though the auditorium is like this big building that's very clearly out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I like. I like that they've set up this new mystery to follow and like, you know, oh man, we thought the flood was like the biggest threat in the galaxy, but now there's something else. Some people are going to like that. Some people aren't. I I, don't like that. I I, don't like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind it because it's, that's getting into a really interesting part of the Halo lore of like the, uh, oh fuck, not the, not the forerunners. I forget what the, what the thing, the race was called that the precursors, uh, that's, Mm -hmm. that's some stuff that Halo's explored just tangentially. Um, but it's really interesting stuff that I, I just don't have the mind capacity to get into right now. Um, Do you think it's the same precursors from Jack and Dexter? <laughs> it very well could be, and then they're formed into like little little orbs that you collect, right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so tired of the recycling of the concepts. Like Halo was really good at building like these like these little factions that have 
amazing naming conventions and then like play off of each other, right? Like the Covenant and then the UNSC and then they had the Flood and then... Well, they've always had the forerunners. And they repeated of, it. Kind of, but, but they've always... Sure, they had the forerunners, but, right? But, but then never... they had the precursors. And then they had the Covenant, and then they say, the Banished. And then it's not... the. Then now it's not the Flood, it's the Endless. And now it's not the the covet the banished anymore is the what did you call well, them the the first the even, first lights <laughs> even the, the like it's all the same thing it's the same thing but they just give them like a new power level and a new name and we're supposed to be wowed by it like to, that's know, lazy to me like i don't know if it's lazy it like halo halo 4 already hinted at splinter covenant groups because the arbiter was fighting back for his home world so we already- that's not interesting like you keep cutting up the same enemy into different little like come, how many times they, are you going to divide they, this pizza? They tried. They tried At to introduce point, it's new too enemies. Little to eat. They tried to introduce <laughs> new enemies though with the Prometheans, and they didn't do it right. So I, I wasn't mad at that, but like, a lot of people were. So like I can see why maybe they backtracked. I, but like I thought that that was a good step forward in trying to kind of throw some new stuff into like that combat sandbox, but like people weren't feeling it. I don't know why. Well, I think and I think that's still going to happen with whatever expansions it. Like the the I think the keep or the. Uh, the endless will be this new interesting threat to fight. I just think, like I said, infinite as as it stands right now just feels like a prelude to all that. Like there wasn't any really new content, and I fully agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't mind if they recycle some story stuff because, like, even even though there was like mystery in Halo One, we didn't really get to explore that. Like Halo Two and Halo Three gets very much into like the the war itself and the politics of it and everything like that but it never explored like the mystery of the halo rings in any real interesting way it's just here's a halo ring oh it destroys the galaxy oh in the next game go find the ark what does the ark do oh it fires the rings that's your mystery but there was no exploration of like where these rings came from why you know why were they built like what happens if the flood flood isn't defeated i feel like infinite's going to get into that but they they don't even do they get into that in like any of the book series like start talking about that stuff i don't i don't no? i don't know there's like a whole forerunner series from like greg bear that i haven't i haven't even read because it's really deep into like sci-fi jargon that i just didn't find interesting <laughs> um I, but i i, but, I do want to read them at some point I think but that, like i think that's part of the problem then like the fact that yeah you'll, you get that deep dive in books and not in the games yeah um because it all matters well, and at like least I said, it matters to three, four, three, like because they keep putting hints of it back in the games. I, and that's where I think like Infinite has created a foundation where they can explore that stuff and make it tan, not tangible, uh, digestible, where it's going to be smaller stories that aren't trying to be spread out over 10, 15 hours. You get, mm-hmm. you know, the next whatever they do next, like Infinite's um, going to keep going because we know Atrax alive and we know Master Chief has to get to him before he does the endless or whatever. We have to figure out the mystery of the endless. Like there's a lot of different interesting story arcs because even if you get the audio logs for like Locke, he's on some splinter mission. That sounds really interesting. It was like a behind the scenes thing where he's going to be hunting down specific targets and all that. I think that's interesting. That's his character in five is that he's this basically sheriff. He's a hitman. Yeah. He's a hitman. And I think that sounds like a really fun (laughs) plot to explore in a halo game. That could be a really dark plot. Um, you know, we still need to figure out what happened to Lasky and all that and the, and the UNSC that are scattered throughout the ring. There's a lot they can do with Infinite, and I'm just going to keep cycling back to I want to know the plan because if this is going to be 10 years of Halo, that's that's exciting to me, and I'm, I'm fine with it. I just, I think in general, I might just be fatigued from games not feeling like they're done at launch mm-hmm. um, because, like, Infinite to me just didn't feel done. 
uh, I didn't, I wasn't satisfied with what I got out of the campaign. It raised a lot of interesting things for me to look into and explore, but it didn't feel like a complete experience. Uh, and I, you know, I brought that up in my battlefield 2042 review where it's like the specialists are all designed for things that come later and all this life service stuff. And now they're, you know, they're talking about the interconnected universe or battlefield bullshit. Um, and I kind of like said on Twitter, like think what you will about Assassin's Creed, but at least we get like a full complete story. And then they add all these wacky expansions on later and they're all contained self stories. Uh, infinite feels like that. I just want another plan. Just give me the plan three, four, three. That's all I want. Also, real, <laughs> real quick, how crazy that AC Odyssey just got free DLC? Uh, Jesus, yeah. Uh, oh, that old stuff. Well, Odyssey. Yeah, got, there's like Odyssey a free DLC for Odyssey and a free DLC for Valhalla that like speak to one another. It's like Cassandra and, and Ivor mm-hmm. hanging out. Uh, oh, I didn't that, see that. that at all. And then there's yeah. the new the new Ragnarok, Ragnarok expansion. expansion which big thing. Yeah. Is, I wish it would just you know the Splinter subject like just create a new franchise out of stuff. It doesn't even feel like Assassin's Creed anymore. <laughs> Just yeah, there's I mean, it's really not. Give me new care. historical really IPs not, yeah. of that, that gameplay, and I'm fine. Um, yeah. But, and Alex Rick says Assassin's Creed is 100 hours of meaningless content. But yes, it's complete, though. There's a whole world to explore. There's a whole story to go through, whether you like to do the the grind or not. That's another story. But it's infinite. Felt like a, that entire, those seven missions felt like just a prologue to something bigger coming. Um, and that's fine. I just, yet again. 343 needs yeah. to lay out the plans sooner rather than later on what they're doing with that. Yeah, I'm curious. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how both single player and multiplayer evolve because we just got another multiplayer update this week with like playlist update and some more progression updates, uh, that kind of stuff. So yeah. um, I know a lot of folks are wanting to be able to turn off cross play because there's some PC cheating. Already. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Those dirty PC boys. I can see that's it. You got to be, mm-hmm. you got to be one of the joy boys. That's what we call people who play with controllers. Joy boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we still haven't figured out what, what we should call those. You know, uh, uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see that workshop you have both single player and multiplayer and like how these both continue to grow over the next year, five years. Well, and that's my, that's my biggest like fear with three, four, three is like, especially after reading that report from Schreier where like, a huge portion of the studio's contractors and like you, you really feel that like it doesn't you know it's starting to feel like halo has direction again but i'm still not confident that it does and then hearing that two-thirds of the content was cut and then going back and looking at the 2018 trailer which was really just a tech trailer but i mean like that stuff was there not in the game per se but mm-hmm. like they in the design docs you were going to be going yeah, like kinds of yeah, yeah. ideas yeah. right yeah. and yeah. so i just want to know that like that studio is stable and like hopefully Microsoft figures that shit out with three, four, three. Cause like it's the, this, it's a very talented studio when things are working together. Like the gameplay in four or five and infinite has all been excellent. Infinite just is perfect in my opinion in gameplay sense. But you know, yeah. I don't think you can have, I don't know how they're, I don't know how they plan to do a games as a service and expand on the halo lore and do all this crazy stuff with it. If you don't have a stable team to do it, that's what scares me about it the most. That's why, that's why, that's the main reason like why I want to hear a plan is just because there's so much potential in it. I really hope they don't fucking squander it because that'd be really sad for me. Yeah. <laughs> and again, like we keep saying with the, with the multiplayer, like I'm, I'm happy that they've got the base down, Yep. but now the onus is on them to, to build from it, to, yeah. to build and off this and really turn it into something special. Multiplayer. I had the same complaint with multiplayer that I did with the campaign. There's no, there's not very much variety in maps or anything like there, there's a lot to do there there's a lot of variety yeah. that needs to be added to make this feel like a complete experience at least to me mm-hmm. yeah 
I'd agree with that. So, but you Ooh. know, at the at the end of the day, I enjoyed the plot. I I want to see where it's going. I'm invested in the mystery of both the banished, uh, the the endless, and and they already trademarked Halo the Endless, so I kind of think that's the first expansion. Is they're going to start digging into that, um, which would be perfect. Uh, and then I I'm very very curious. Like I haven't finished the book. It's called Halo Wind. Divine Wind, and that's another book that goes deep into the the keepers of the one. Freedom. Sounds like a JoJo bizarre adventure. It's a, it's stand. a really, it's a really weird. Place in Florida, they do some really weird titles for this stuff. Um, <laughs> but if they start if they start bringing in some of the characters from the books, like Halo Renegades, uh, has a really interesting character that you can you can look up the summary for. I'm not going to give it here. That's an Eminem song. <laughs> um, yeah, and Jay Z, great song. <laughs> yeah, but there's there's a lot of interesting stuff they can pull from the books and make games out of, and I think that's kind of the direction they feel like they're going in. So. I think I think infinite work. It, it, it seems like they they like to jump off of the books rather than adapt the books into games. I I don't I don't I know why. I think but. they will. I think they will jump off the books, like you're saying. Um, you know, I don't I don't know exactly what they're gonna do, but anyway. So yeah, uh, I yeah I, I I see this game going the Destiny route and having like a big story expansion. You know, once a year, and I think that'd be I think that'd be interesting. I wouldn't be like. There's so much. Obviously, there's Destiny DNA in there because part of Bungie works on Halo and and all that stuff. Um, yeah, they don't even try to hide it. Like, and they don't need to. I mean, <laughs> it would work if, if they adapt Halo to the Destiny formula. It's going to work uh, as long as the story is good. And I don't even think the story has to be good. Like Marty said, the gameplay is so good that you know you can give us some new environments and new banish to take down and, and all that. Mm-hmm. Ain't good enough, I guess. You know, at this point, fans like me, but if you're just there for the sandbox gameplay, like that's all nailed down. Just there for the grapple party. That's mm-hmm. all I'm there for. Uh, well, lovely. That was a that was a wonderful little 45 minute conversation on on Halo Infinite, and, and for Nick's full take tomorrow, you can check out his uh, 3MR on the campaign. Hmm. Pretty right, much, pretty much things up. three more in this podcast. But. Yeah, but <laughs> you can watch it in a nice condensed thing in yes. case he edited it. So it's beautiful. It's like a little teamwork. Yes. So it's exactly like this, I guess. Uh, do you want to read it? I think we had a couple super duper chats throughout today. Yes, we do. Uh, let me go pull them up. Oh, yeah. I forgot to say. <laughs> I forgot to say at the start of this. Super chats support this show and all the podcasts we do on The Escapist. So. If you like what we do and want to ask your own questions or give us your thoughts on things, feel free to send in a super chat. Yeah, and you can see yes, uh, you can see how close we are to uh, funding uh, the uh, game developer Let's Play series with uh, JMate, myself, and other members of the staff, uh, bringing on uh, developers and then playing their games and live streams with them. And if you've seen any of JMate's anatomy videos or his streams with Yahtzee, you know that he. Uh, is does a fantastic job of digging deep into the nitty gritty of games and and so we have some some cool ideas for that and we are so close so we should be able to hit that goal i imagine uh, i think this we'll, week. we'll do it today on post cp for sure wow <laughs> uh patrick henning next prediction donates 20 seconds says thumbs up for game design content in reference to jma's game series also that was yeah i'm not give you thumbs down for that you can who um, you i'll, ba- I'll bounce why thumbs down why? You said addiction. You don't like addictions? <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, Hooray Riegers donates two dollars. Says all agree the grapple shot saved Halo Infinite. I don't know if it saved it, but it definitely enhanced it a lot. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It is a it is a full fledged co star of that game. Like, yeah. I I was I did have like a lot of moments where I was like, 
you know, because like I, I did, I wasn't even thinking of Breath of the Wild until that report from Shire came out. It's like, oh, Halo Infinite Breath of the Wild. Hmm, let me experiment with some things. And so I was like, like started grappling up like one of the giant pillars that you can go, you can see. And <laughs> I was, I was able to do it. And like, you know, if you, when you get the update for uh, the second, the second upgrade for your grapple shot, it recharges it faster. I was literally able to just grapple yeah, my way up. Yeah, and that lets you like gain height on everything. Yep. yep. And I got Spider-Man over the man that shit. I got over the mountain right to my next objective, and I was like, "That was cool. I like this. Yeah, <laughs> this is good. Good, good videos. <laughs> yeah, gra- grapple grapple hooks and paragliders every game. Also, I feel like Halo's Halo Infinite's grapple hook. I f- aside from maybe Titanfall, I feel like is the best feeling grapple hook. Like it feels like there's weight on it when you're moving. And a lot does, of guys feel yeah. very weightless when they have grapple hooks. Yeah. I wish it was a little bit longer. I wish uh, I was a baller. I wish I was taller. <laughs> <laughs> I did like I did like the clip. I and I feel like KC, you recorded that yesterday just to get it for the the uh, 3MR, the clip that you got of like literally Spider Manning through the world. <laughs> yeah. I did, I did that a lot during my playthrough. Yep. So it wasn't nothing for me to just go back in there and do some <laughs> Yeah. Could have had a whole review on just that. Uh, Walter, ha- it's stupid fun. Water Hazard donates five dollars. Says, "Did you feel like a, did this feel like a sixty dollar value? I'm kind of glad I got it on Game Pass, and I don't know when I would buy it yet because I'm almost done." Um, I yes, I do think it was sixty dollars of value. Just for the campaign, because the multiplayer is free. Not so. for well, okay. So I separated the game into three parts. I set it into the campaign, the open world sandbox, and multiplayer. If you combine the campaign, if for just the campaign, if you just want the story, no. <laughs> if you want the open world sandbox of the campaign, sure. And then multiplayer, you can just imagine because it's in the same game file. You can just imagine you paid for that too, I guess. <laughs> That's a terrible like, answer to that question. That I know it is. What a like, weird way to separate things. <laughs> like that. Assume, assume with your sixty dollars purchase, you also got the the battle pass with multiplayer. Then yes, it's it's worth it. That that bumps does it, that, if you buy the no, sixty dollars version, the, does it come with the battle pass? No, that bumps the game up to the seventy dollars actual price tag of the game. Oh, because games are actually seventy dollars. All right, well, there you go. There's uh, your. There's 60, your just it's, it's hard. It's hard to quantify whether things are worth dollar amounts you know what what does money mean what does anything mean what is time all right bernie (laughs) fucking sanders get out of here (laughs) what is that was off what is money not what is time nothing means anything i don't feel like bernie like hits the bong and talks about time i don't think him and elon are hanging out at all yeah i i don't know i it's hard to quantify i mean some people like paying 60 dollars for five hour campaigns and call of duty i don't know like it's up to you if it if it costs that much i guess uh i would game pass, I would, game pass I, is great yeah i would just get game yeah, pass. game pass is great value so that solves that problem right there uh andrew white winner donates five dollars says thanks for talking halo infinite lore not many people around here are into it so nice to listen in on the conversation yeah i think i think the lord i think the lore in infinite is easy easy much easier to understand this time around like Five, I, even I was lost in five, you know, until like the See, I, when Amy and I were playing I it. <laughs> when Amy and I were playing it, like she finally understood what was going on at like the last two missions of the campaign when Cortana literally explains, here's what I'm fucking doing. <laughs> uh, because you go into five you're like who the hell is blue team never seen them before oh by the way all the books gotta read those gotta know who blue team is they're supposed to really ki- like these are master chief's closest family like that's his family that you're supposed to care about and you get like three missions and five with them and then and then Locke is is so to be important he's not interesting at all outside of the premise of his character <laughs> 
Like, are they his family? Because like, team, yeah. do they share Coronas? Like, they're not. The only they're not. I care about. They're not. No. They're not family by blood, no, but they are. They literally that's, grew that's up together I mean. as a squad. But like, he because he's so repressed. Like, the weapon literally asks him, like, "Do you have like anyone you care about? Like, family, friends, whatever." Oh, he's yeah. like, "No, I just fight." <laughs> that, like all you know I know what? is war. <laughs> God damn it! Why'd you have to bring that up? Because I just ugh, fucking why. They even mentioned blue team. He just on, they mentioned completely. They mentioned blue team on another on another. Well, actually, he probably didn't. He might have told her no because he didn't trust her. If I have to think about that a little bit, <laughs> I deeper. guess he did not trust her until like the last last little part of the campaign. Uh, so he probably wasn't giving her like. But, but it was a perfect opportunity for me, the player, yeah. to learn how Master Chief feels about you know the people it, around him, it, and they just they brushed it off. It was, yeah. Uh. I don't know. It, like, that's, you think he refuses to go to Olive Garden because he refuses <laughs> to go to a place where, when he's there, they're family. Yeah, like if the if the Covenant show up there, boom, he's in those doors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, he takes a nap because if that man's not fighting, he's asleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I just uh, I I hate. Yeah, you just you made me mad bringing that question up that they didn't address oh, that. You really screwed the pooch there, Casey. <laughs> yeah, in the podcast now. <laughs> Everything was going so well for the last hour and 20 minutes. I am here to make Nick mad. Doing a fantastic job. Job well. here to make you mad, so I feel like it's just right, like right. the world world. of life. <laughs> well then. All right, well, that was our last Super Chat, unless there are any more coming in. Uh, no more Super Chats. How rude. No, I'm just kidding. Please, you can always do those. <laughs> uh, but yes, next week uh, we will be discussing our Game of the Year nominees, and I just got a confirmation that we're going to have a very special guest on the next podcast. Ooh, doggy. We'll be bringing in Gareth Coker, who worked on the Halo Infinite soundtrack. And oh, I'm gonna, nice. And I'm going to include him in oh, our wow. Game of the Year discussion. <laughs> yeah, that soundtrack is really good i was i was listening to it last night doing nick's uh game capture with no voices and no sound effects and the way like just the cutscenes are scored is phenomenal yes the music the music in that game is good and that was one of my only other complaints with the game is like it's not used enough <laughs> it's not True. and that and that it, like the music I, I think 343 still hasn't figured that out that like the music is so essential to making Halo feel as epic as it does, and also J-Mate's next anatomy video, which is on Halo, is going to explore that quite a bit. But like the music is so integral to what makes Halo Halo, and having those big epic moments because when you're in the campaign for Infinite, there is that one mission that I mentioned with the tank, and it's a one time like the big nostalgic music pops up, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah. But in general, the soundtrack's really good. I really like it. I really hope they keep Gareth Coker and, and that team coming back for expansions. Anyway. Hell yeah. But that'll be breakout next week. Game of the Year discussion with special guest Gareth, Gareth Coker. Oh, man. So you're going to have to listen to me talk about Bowser's Fury. <laughs> it's like when I tweet something dumb and like someone I respect favorites it. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Don't do that. Why did you do that? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, before then, we're gonna have uh, we have a bunch of great stuff on the docket uh, for you guys. Oh god damn it, logged me out of Asana. I was just about to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> you should just know what's coming up uh, today. We will have ZP on 
I butcher the name. Shin Megami Tensei Five. Shin Megami Tensei Megami. Five. About it. Don't worry. I'm I'm playing it with with Yatsi, and I will defend the honor of all the weebs. Because yeah. God knows Nick can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Thursday, Jack and I will be back for today. We play. I have no idea what he's playing. And then Friday, Amy and I will be back to continue our Gears of War playthrough before taking a two week break before the New Year's. Yeah. Then Saturday we'll we'll have our last game night of the year. We'll be playing uh, our last Halo Infinite ever with the community. Probably not ever, <laughs> never, but just infinite. at the very at the very least, I'm sure we'll play something else in January. There's yes. got to be. Uh, so yeah, that's the, the game is called we'll Infinite. Do. Oh in no, case you forgot. Oh <laughs> shit. We will never uh, stop playing. No, never, not at all. And then uh, Sunday, Nick and I are finally doing our final Persona Five stream, playing it all the way through the credits. So 110 hours left or so. Uh, no, but we'll be playing for, I, I, we haven't decided, but probably most of the day. Probably like a solid six to eight hours. Yeah. It'll be, yeah. It'll be a good portion of the day. Uh, there will be pizza and beer for me. I don't know what Marty's doing. but Ooh, you know, doggy. <laughs> no, no, I feel like I feel like getting drunk and playing an anime game is going to yield some very interesting results for me. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be like a therapy session. This will be great. <laughs> it probably yeah. will be. Uh, and yeah. don't forget, on Thursday as well, uh, new extra punctuation drops for our members and on the website. And the next Adventure is Night episode is on YouTube. And mm-hmm. Kairu, we will uh, schedule a time for uh, the stream sometime this week. Well, it'll be up Friday night, so you can schedule for it. The stream. Oh, yeah. For gotcha. Persona 5. The, the Sunday stream. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then we're going to have a bunch of great uh, 3MRs. Uh, Casey's Thunder Tier 1 3MR uh, is already up on YouTube. Uh, we're going to yep. have uh, the Fire Girl from Lease. Uh, we'll have the Gunk from me tomorrow. Um, a bunch of entertainment ones. It's it's. We'll have uh, Darren's thoughts on on stuff like Spider Man and the Matrix coming soon. So hell yeah. Yeah. yeah this, this end of this week is fucking crazy. Oh, we didn't even talk about that Matrix Unreal Five thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I bet, Ga- I bet very, Gareth has some opinions on it. Very small hot take on that. I wasn't super impressed by it. Jesus Christ, Nick. What is wrong <laughs> with you? Pretty great. Gra- I, I, rubbing off on me too much. I don't just appreciate super great graphics anymore. I want like good artistic value, not just realistic cities. I've seen that before. I, 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 I would argue that that little thing has tons of artistic value. Yeah. While also, also I, being blatant marketing. Was it wasn't visually interesting to me. It's the Matrix. That's what I, the inside of that place is. I want to see Gears 5 on Unreal Engine 5. Or Gears 6 on well, Unreal Engine 5, and then I'll be impressed. Well, I hope you're looking forward to 2025 when that game comes I, out. I, 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 okay, I lied. I was impressed by the demo. I just wasn't excited by it. Okay, that checks out. Yes. Yeah, I, President Walker is saying you just drop a hot take right before you leave. For I the did. Jesus. Time to end the stream. <laughs> bye bye. <Jesus. laughs> uh, yeah. For uh, Casey and Nick, this is Marty. This was Breakout Episode 20. Uh, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll check you out later on in the afternoon for the uh, post CP for SMTV. Jesus Christ, that was a lot of letters. <laughs> I'm surprised you pulled that off. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Uh, and we'll see you all next week. Bye, guys. And don't forget, you can Bye. find Anchor on podcast platforms like, I mean, you can find Breakout on Anchor and other podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and whatever else the fuck you watch podcasts. Bye. Apple Podcasts. Delicious. Delicious.